Welcome to Hood Scholarship. It's your boy Kalani Star back with another installment of Kalani Star Presents Hood Scholarship. Hood and as scholarship. we expound on our Mesopotamian series, what better way to follow up the King's List than with the creation story? Now, the minute someone starts speaking on a creation story, we automatically get to thinking of the Bible and the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, the serpent, and the fall of man. But truth be told, there are countless ancient creation stories from around the world, and ancient Mesopotamia is no different. With the term Mesopotamia being derived from the Greek meaning between rivers in reference to the Tigris and Euphrates, we're going to delve deep into a creation story from a city excavated on this strip of land. In 1851, Assyriologist Sir Austin Henry Layard briefly excavated an ancient city in modern Iraq, which would later result in a full-scale digging led by the University of Pennsylvania, revealing an ancient city that was not a capital city, but was considered a sacred city, a holy city, and host city of one of the chief Sumerian gods known as Enlil, the city of Nippur. Enlil, the Lord Wind and ruler of the cosmos and subject to An alone, was referenced to be the brother of Ea Enki and son of Tiamat and Apsu, or An and Ki, depending on which text you're reading, is one of the chief deities in the Mesopotamian pantheon. As we see throughout the myriad of empires and the millennia of Mesopotamia dynasties, the rise and fall of deities is apparent throughout the cuneiform scripts. However, the reign of Enlil withstood through most of the empires as Nippur remained a sacred city until the reign of Sargon, where the Akkadian king conquered Sumer and moved the holy city from Nippur to Babylon. As suggested in the Widener tablet number ABC19, the movement of the holy city was the main catalyst for the fall of the Assyrian Empire. According to the Two Mile Chronicles, a writing from ancient Sumer in the time of King Ishbi era, a post-Diluvian king mentioned in the Sumerian king's list named Enmenbar-Gisi, one of the rulers of Kish, was the one who constructed the temple of worship in Nippur. The city of Nippur in the Sumerian, known as Nibru, which often gets confused with the Zachariah Sitchin theory of the planet Nibiru, which we'll debunk later. But often documented as the logographic Enlil city, the city of Nippur was considered a no-king zone, meaning there was never a documented king of the city due to the fact that Enlil and Enlil alone was considered to be the king of Nippur, which is why we don't find the city of Nippur on the king's list. In Sumerian cities, it was their belief that each city had its own god who inhabited the temples and owned all the property within the city. And with the city of Nippur being the home of one of the leading members of the Anuna Enlil, we'll see the significance of this creation story and its link to Enlil. Now the song of the pickaxe, or the song of the hoe, is one of many creation stories to come out of Mesopotamia. In this creation story, the origin of creation just so happens to start with the marriage of An the heaven and Ki the earth as one until the birth of their first child Enlil. Enlil then made the center of the world in Duranki, the home of his temple in Nippur. This was all done by the use of the pickaxe and shown to be the theme for the myth. Not only did Enlil establish the land with the pickaxe, but he also created man who came out of the ground like plants from the soil of Kalam better known as Sumer. Also referenced in the myth is man being made with the use of a brick mold, thus resulting in Enlil finally giving the pickaxe technology onto the man which he created to help with agriculture and provide sacrifices to the gods. 
But enough of the breakdown. Let's get to the actual text and translation from Gertrude Farber of the Song of the Hope. Not only did the Lord, who never changes his promises for the future, make the world appear in its correct form, and live, who will make the seed of mankind rise from the earth, not only did he hasten to separate heaven from earth and earth from heaven, but in order to make it possible for humans to grow where their flesh sprouts, he first affixed the axis of the world in Duranki. And for the hoe and the carrying basket, even wages were established. Here, where the flesh sprouts, he set this very hoe to work. He had it placed the first model of mankind in the brick mold. And according to this model, his people started to break through the soil towards Enlil. And he looked approvingly at his black-headed people. Now the Anuna gods stepped up to him. They wanted to demand the black-headed people from him. The lady, once upon a time, had given birth to the ruler, who had given birth to the king. Ninma now set the human reproduction going. The foremost of heaven and earth, the Lord Enlil, named the strong and important leaders and recruited them for the gods to provide for them. Now Inki praised Enlil's hope, and the girl Nadaba was made responsible for keeping a record of the decisions. And so the people took the shining hoes, the pure hoes, into their hands and started to work. The Ekur, the temple of Enlil, was founded with the hope. During the day it was building. During the night it caused the temple to grow. Into Napur, the well founded. Into the innermost chamber of the Tumal entered the hero, Ninurta, with regular food deliveries into the presence of Enlil. And so did the pure Ninesina with black kids and fruit offerings for the Lord. Next comes the Absu, the one with the lion face. Its gates where the divine offices may not be claimed. The whole wielder, the Lord Enki, was building the Absu, Eridu having been chosen as a construction site. The mother of the gods, Ninhursaga, had the mighty light of the Lord live with her in Kesh. Had Shilpia indeed help her with construction work. The temple Iana was cleaned by the hope for the lady of Iana, the noble cow. The hoe stands for cleaning up ruins. The hoe means removing weeds concerning the city of Zabalim. The hoe is Iana's workforce. With her building project, Utu was ready to help her. The lady with the intelligent mind, Nadaba, ordered the measuring of the Iana as part of a construction project and according to the result, designed her own equal temple for construction. The king who has measured or counted the hoe, who has spent the day in the tracks made by the hoe, 
the hero Ninurta has introduced working with the hoe in the rebellious land. He subdues the cities that do not obey its lord. Towards heaven, he roars like a storm. Earthwards, he strikes like a dragon. Shara sat down on Enlil's knee, and Enlil gave him what he had desired. Mace, weapon, arrow, quiver, and the hoe he had mentioned. Demuzi is the one who makes the upper land fertile. Gibble made his hoe lift its head towards heaven. The hoe, the pure one indeed, he had refined with fire. The Anuna were rejoicing. The temple of Gestinana resembled an Algasar instrument, which had a beautiful sound. The Lord Enlil bellowed at his hoe like a bull. Concerning the grave, the hoe buries people, but the dead body is also brought up from the earth by the hoe. The hero honored by An, the younger brother of Nergal, the warrior Gilgamesh with the hoe, he is as powerful as a hunting net, the son of Ninsun. With the oars, he is foremost with the hoe. He is the great barber of the river. In the sky is the Alterico bird, the bird of the god. For the earth is the hoe. In the canebrake, it is a dog. In the forest, it is a dragon. On the battlefield, it is a Duralal axe. At the city wall, it is the warfare net. At the dining table, it is the Maltum bowl. At the carriage, it is the Majaltum sledge. In the donkey stable, it is the Abrigo structure. It is the hope. Its name, the sound of this word, which is sweet, also occurs in the mountains. The wood of the mountains is the Alunum oak. The fragrance of the mountains is the Arganum balm. The rock of the mountains is the Algamisum steatite. The hoe makes everything prosper. The hoe makes everything grow lush. The hoe means good barley. The hoe works like a hunting net. The hoe has to do with the brick mold. The hoe has made mankind appear. It is the hoe that is the arm of young manhood. This hoe and the basket are the tools for building cities. It builds the right kind of house. It cultivates the right kind of field. You, O oh Ho, are the one who makes the good field fertile, the field that has rebelled against its owner, the field that has not submitted to its owner. The hoe makes it subdued to its master. It smashes off the heads from the hoffa grass and its roots extracted. It tears off stalks. The hoe also subdues the heron weed. The translation from Gertrude Farber, as stated in the context of scripture, archival documents, in reference to the Song of the Ho, this text has 109 lines, of which 92 have been included here. So far, this text has preserved in 70 copies from Nippur, 6 from Ur, and 13 from other cities. 
About 12 originally contain the complete composition. All others are excerpts. All sources are from the old Babylonian period. As we read through, the story of the Anuna starts to unravel itself. The text speaks of a place where the flesh sprouts and the axis of the world was fixed in Duranki. Where the flesh sprouts is actually a name of a sacred site in Nippur. And Duranki is literally located in the middle of Enlil's temple complex in Nippur. We also get a detailed description of the hoe and its power. The hoe that would have been used by the black-headed ones would have most likely been made of wood, but the one described in the text was that of Enlil's, which varied with its metal blade and colorful adornment of gold and silver, which was described as having the power of a battering ram against a wall. Also noted in the text is the fact that the other Anuna gods seem to be jealous of Enlil's creation and band together to demand the black-headed ones from Enlil. We also hear of goddess Ninma setting the human reproduction in motion to allow them to reproduce on their own. We find out that the hoe of Enlil is what makes the brick-making possible to construct the first cities and that even in this text, the first construction site is located in the city of Eridu, and home of the Sumerian god and brother to Enlil, Enki. But arguably, the most important information in the text is the passing of the knowledge and use of Enlil's hoe to his creation, the black-headed ones. This would give them the ability to cultivate the land themselves and, as stated earlier, provide sacrifices to the Anuna gods. So be sure to stay tapped in, as in our next episode, we transition into another creation story. But this one coming from the city who hosts the brother of Enlil, Enki. And it was cited in the text as being the first construction site, the city of Eridu. So until next time, stay sourced up and don't trust no one's information but your own. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast at. Kalani Star presents Hood Scholarship. Hood Scholarship. This is not your average podcast.